Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable. I am your host, Shay McMaster. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, If you have not listened to the show before, this show is all about finding success, uh, whatever that means to you, fulfillment, maybe happiness even. Happiness is kind of more an ethereal term, Uh, but definitely success and fulfillment. I think people know what that is, and a lot of people are looking for that. Uh, Our idea is that you can find that through discomfort, going through discomfort, not avoiding it, not hiding, uh, shying away from it, not uh, trying to subvert it in every single way to make everything so perfect for you all the time. Instead, intentionally seek out discomfort, intentionally seek out things that are hard, intentionally seek out things that will make you grow, make you rise to the opportunity or rise to the challenge versus fall to the level of comfort. So by constantly doing that, you will elevate your game, you'll elevate your skills, you'll elevate your knowledge, and you will become a better version of yourself. And ideally, eventually, maybe the best version of yourself. You'll reach your full potential. That's the whole idea with this get uncomfortable uh, process, this lifestyle, this this philosophy. And I have found it personally in my own life by taking on things that maybe I'm not quite ready for, uh, but I know how to work hard. I know how to get shit done. And I know how to move forward with that. Causes you to grow and become better. And if you repeatedly do that and you keep nailing it, you'll be the best version of yourself. You'll be for sure a better version of yourself. And you keep doing that forever. So welcome to the show if this is your first time listening. And if you are coming back, thank you so much for coming back again. If you haven't yet, please head over to whatever you use to listen to this show on and leave us a rating or review. That helps the podcast out a lot, Um, and the thing that will really help us is this word-of-mouth marketing, creating a community from the grassroots level up, so sending the show to somebody um, that would enjoy the show, somebody that you know might need some help with some of the topics that we've covered on the show before or sending a specific episode to them helps us grow the show immensely. Uh, Thank you so much for doing that. Um, Let's see. So today... This is going to kick off a little bit of a series that I'm going to do because I'll tell you the story. Um, I've been having some tension headaches, some pretty bad migraines, um, and they'll kind of come out of nowhere. I have recently figured out that it is activity dependent, so it's not necessarily like a longstanding injury. About seven years ago, I had a pretty severe car crash, had really bad whiplash from that car crash, smashed my head up on the uh, roof of the car and had to get taken to the hospital. They did the MRI and the CT scan and all that. They thought I broke my neck. Uh, I didn't, but now I have what they call crepitus in the joints. So it's like crunchy, crackly stuff uh, when I move my head and neck area, specific directions. I can hear these and feel these in there. There's no pain associated with them, but it is a limited range of motion for sure. There's some inflammation. I thought that that all was connected, um, but... 
these migraines would come out of nowhere. My my scalenes, my levator scapulae, my uh, upper traps, all of those muscles, everything around the neck and like the things that hold your head up and move your jaw, help you turn your head, all of those are super, super tight. I mean, you can physically feel them. You can palpate them. When you feel on them, they're, they're, they're rock solid. Not anymore. I started going to physical therapy for it, so they're doing dry needling. I started doing all these uh, specific stretches. I uh, actually started going to the doctor. got an MRI on my neck. I uh, had another doctor tell me I need to inject some stuff into my, you know, like some steroid shots or something into my traps, into these trigger points to reduce the inflammation and swelling and pain. And uh, the other day, this has taken me a long time, years to put all this together. And I've read about all this stuff before, but I never put the pieces together. The other day I woke up with a headache really early, like wakes me up out of sleep. And these get so bad that I get uh, nauseous. I start throwing up. I can't look at light. I can't drive. I'm out for the day. And I get so physically tired by the time that they're gone because my body is just wiped fighting this pain that I'm done for the day. Like there's, I'm not getting anything done. I've had to call off work before. Uh, pretty severe. And I woke up with a minor headache the other day. And I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, like, man, this is not good. Like, my life is not going to look the same as it has. I'm not going to be able to work out. I'm not going to be able to do the shit that I love to do. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. And people start talking about getting surgeries and they start talking about burning nerves off and they start talking about all this. And, like, that's the only path that they can take. And I'm not knocking the medical system. I'm just saying the medical system the establishment as it currently stands with insurance ruling over the land or health insurance dictates what care we get, which is horseshit, that will lead you down a path of what their intervention is, what their paradigm is, which is pills, surgeries, uh, and you know very invasive modalities. Now, so I was thinking that, and then I started to think back like, what are the causes of chronic tension? And typically... It could be something like a long-standing injury, like a bulging disc, uh, broken bones, faulty movement patterns, so the way that you hold and carry yourself each day, and specifically with the upper back, neck, and trap area, breathing, okay? So the way that you breathe affects the way that you hold yourself each day. I've, I don't know how. I think I had some help uh, from not this plane of reality from somebody else whether it be my mom or God or the universe or whatever people want to call it, I think I had some help in popping these ideas into my head. Um, I started linking upper cross syndrome. Dr. Vladimir Yanda coined the term, I think he coined the term, upper cross and lower cross syndrome. So it's improper posture. Now, on the upper cross syndrome, imagine like a forward head posture. You know, your head is slumping forward. Your shoulders are, are rounded inward, internally rotated, like someone who's sad or cold. You know, they have that round in their upper back. Uh, it's called kyphosis. So imagine somebody who sits at a desk all day long. If you sit up really tall and your head is aligned vertically all the way down your spine, that would be good posture. Now, someone with forward head posture and internally rotated, they have that slump, right? They're slouching all the time, and that's how they walk around all the time. Text neck is another thing that people call it. Um, but those, and so what, what happens is you have really tight uh, pectoral muscles and anterior shoulder muscles. That's what internally rotates. And you have really tight suboccipital muscles. So the muscles at the base of your skull that attach to your neck, those get really tight. Uh, your levator scapulae, which is a muscle that runs from the base of your neck out to your scapula, it's what elevates your scapula. 
Those get hyperactive and really tight, so it pulls everything up. So your traps shrug up to your ears. Uh, your head juts forward, but your eyes have to stay parallel with the ground as a survival mechanism. So what will happen is your your head will kind of cock up as your head goes forward, so you get this really dopey look like, duh, your head's forward the whole time, you're just slumping forward. Really, really bad posture. I never linked all this together. I knew I kind of had that issue, just bad posture, not paying attention to it. I try to do a lot of work on the posterior side of the body, band pull-aparts. I do pull-ups. I do uh, horizontal uh, rows, like body rows, like I'm facing the ceiling. Um, doing rows that way. I'm doing chest-supported rows, things that work the back side of the body. I try to do that a lot. But the missing key was my breathing. My in, It's called an inverted breathing pattern. So... Healthy abdominal uh, wall function, core function, diaphragm function, all of those muscles that are associated with that. A healthy breathing pattern is when you breathe, obviously you want to have good posture. You take a big breath in, whether it's through the nose, ideally nose, nasal breathing is better. But when you breathe, you imagine that you have like a balloon in your belly. And when you breathe, the first two-thirds of your breath should be pushing out into the abdominal wall and even in the back, right? So around the back, all of that should expand first. So in, th- in, in three dimensions, you think about expanding your core. So everything in the front of your body and the belly, sidewalls, uh, and the back, the lower back, all of that should expand for the first two-thirds of your breath. And then that final third, you'll feel the chest kind of rise up as well. So that is proper breathing. Now, an inverted breathing pattern is when you take a breath, you only expand your chest, You expand your chest and your abs will stay tight or get even tighter. So you never breathe down deep into your belly muscles. That's an inverted breathing pattern. And what that does is sends a stress response to your body, even if you're not consciously aware, mentally aware of your stress. Like, oh, I, you know, you know when you're stressed out, right? Now, you don't even know that you're stressed out, but you're sending a fight or flight signal to your body. So your body is physiologically stressed out, which causes all those secondary respiratory muscles everything that was tight in me, so all the muscles of the neck and the upper back, your diaphragm doesn't function properly, all those become hyperactive because you're in a constant fight or flight state. And it is typically a learned breathing pattern or people walk around squeezing their abs all day. They think they need to keep their abs super tight because that's all you see on pictures. On Instagram and bodybuilding magazines, you see these guys in a locked, uh, tight abs position. So you do that, you hold that, you walk around like that. It's kind of like a posturing thing, like a dog raising the hair on the back of their neck too. Guys walk around like tight abs so they think they're standing up tall or wider. That becomes habitual, then you hold your abs tight and then you do really shallow breathing. Uh, so that sends you into a fight or flight response. And then for me, what that was doing was causing uh, even unconscious stress in my body and causing my upper back to be overactive, my traps to be overactive. So no matter how much stretching, corrective exercise, dry needling, uh, whatever I did, the missing link was I was in a constant state of stress, even unbeknownst to myself. Causing this upper cross syndrome, uh, I could not believe, when I put this together, I almost started crying. And I started breathing, and my my deep muscles, I changed the way I was breathing for a couple days, and the deep muscles in my abdominal wall, and I could even feel it up into my neck when I would really take a big breath in and try to expand my belly, so tight, so tight. They've not been stretched out or worked properly in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. So over time, this improper breathing, this inverted breathing pattern has led me to this place where my body is like, we cannot do this anymore. You are breaking down. Um, I, it felt like at some point, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I can't keep living this way. Like I didn't know what was going on. 
that's what it was, man. That's literally what it was. My breath. My breath was leading to these migraines. My breath was leading to these neck problems. My breath was leading to these postural problems. My breath was leading to these stress and anxiety problems. All in my breath. I can't fucking believe it. I still saying it. It sounds so stupid. And it's like, Shay, you couldn't put that together? So the guy who, who coined the term inverted breathing pattern is Paul Check, And I've talked about him before on this show. He's been a big influence. Um, but a lot of times, this whole concept will go missed in the current medical establishment. Nobody talks about this is a potential factor in that. And the whole point of this episode uh, was I'm going to get into some breathing stuff. We're going to get into proper core function, proper breathing, uh, some tests that you can do, not on today's episode, but in the future. So make sure you're subscribed. We're going to get into some of the things and some of the cues and some of the coaching things that you can do to make sure you are doing the proper breathing mechanics. So you don't end up with this. And the problem is it's very insidious because you don't recognize the issue until it's too late. And then you don't even know what the issue is. And I talk to physical therapists. I talk to doctors. I talk to chiropractors. I talk to nurses. I talk to so many people. And nobody ever even hinted at the fact that it's like, hey, how do you breathe? Not one person has mentioned, hey, how do you breathe to me? Which is mind-blowing because if you're not breathing properly, you are basically setting off a chain reaction in your body. So if you're not breathing right... If you have an inverted breathing pattern, it could be killing you. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I felt like I was kind of up shit creek without a paddle. And nobody was offering me any solution until finally one day I woke up and decided to stay calm and go inside and ask those hard questions. What am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? And I got an answer. And I don't know where it came from. And like I said, this is all stuff that I've read before, but I never connected the dots. And the dots got connected for me. So thank God that that happened. And I hope maybe this will help somebody that you know as well. So if you have chronic pain issues, if you have something that's going on, um, the answer is not always the quickest, most obvious answer. Now, this is going to be a long, arduous process for me to fix, right? This is going to make me change the way I carry myself each day, the way I breathe. How stressed am I? Am I managing my stress? This is hard. This is not take a pill. This is not uh, get surgery. This is not get an injection. This is not uh, quick fix. This is a long, hard process of addressing the root cause, the root issue that nobody wants to talk about. And if you look around in society today, a lot of the shit that's wrong with this inflation, a lot of the shit that's wrong with colleges, a lot of the shit that's wrong with health insurance, auto insurance, it's about addressing a root cause, not a symptom of the root cause. And addressing the root cause is very difficult. Uh, but like I said, this is going to kick off a series for me of proper core function, of proper breathing. Hopefully, we can get some experts on the show to talk about this. I'd love to get Paul Check on. So if anybody listening to this has a connection to Paul Check, please uh, send him my way. I would love to have him on so we could talk a little bit deeper about this because this is healing. This is healing uh, yourself, right, which is, which is not talked about very much. We're all told that we can't take control of our own health. We need to rely on pharmaceutical companies. We need to rely on doctors. We need to rely on invasive strategies, modalities, pills. Um, taking care of yourself is not an option, right? When realistically sleep, stress management, food, exercise, and that inner work where you really take care of yourself is the path to true health, long, sustaining, lasting health. Now, um, make sure to tune in next week where we're going to dive into this series a little bit more and some of the cues and strategies you can use. I just wanted to introduce this. I'm going to try to refine the thought process and how I present this information so people can actually use it. But today, 
your homework is to think about the way that you're breathing. And my wife was just talking about this to me too. She's presenting on this for CEUs for a lot of uh, professionals this week on somatic interventions for health and using mindfulness. And the somatic interventions are basically becoming mindful enough and paying attention to how you're breathing and how you're holding yourself so you can harmonize and bring awareness to those things. And there's a lot of research on this, and I'm going to try to line some of this up too. Maybe I'll bring my wife in if she'll come on. She hates talking on podcasts, but I'll try to bring her on as well. Um, Somatic interventions are basically becoming aware of what you're doing in your body on a daily basis and using those to enact change in your body and your mind and your stress levels. And this is part of those. So your homework for this week and next week is to focus on how you've been breathing. Are you breathing down into your belly? Or are you doing shallow mouth breathing and chest breathing, causing yourself to be in a constant state of fight or flight? Pay attention to that. I really want you to try to breathe deep into your belly. Hold it. Let that belly expand and relax those abs and then a long exhale. And when you do that, you will literally feel stress melt away. You'll feel your upper back relax. You'll feel your jaw unclench. You'll feel your abdominal wall relax and you'll actually become a little calmer. So that's your homework for this week. Next week, we're going to get into some stretches, corrective exercises you can do to address this upper cross syndrome because that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, and we'll try to get some experts in to talk about this breathing and how important that is in stress patterns. So I hope this helps. Like I said, the reason this falls under the category of get uncomfortable for me is because this is addressing the root cause. This is an, a simple fix, right? Simple in the terms of like change the way you're breathing, but not easy. It's hard. It's going to take a long time. It's going to be take a lot of conscious effort to change. So that's why this falls under the process of get uncomfortable because it's true healing, not a quick fix. I hope you guys found value in this. And if you did, share it with somebody who's having some of these neck issues, this pain, Uh, Maybe they're not breathing right. Maybe they are so stressed out they're killing themselves. Send this to them, and hopefully they can change their breathing pattern and tune in for the future episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.